I woke up this morning saying, you know what, all of the systems that, that I talk about, you, you don't really need to do that to do it to have a million dollar business. I mean, I just don't think that you do. I think you can wing it and get by and get, be okay. And that might be earth shattering because there's a lot of people that are sort of saying to me, but you talk about that shit all the time. I'll tell you what we're trying to do. Pre $1 million, we are trying to systemize the business, get it into a position whereby we are executing using the systems at the highest level to allow us to be not just a million dollar business, but folks, to be a $10 million business. How old are you going to be before you start to experience life like you want it? I want to tell you right now, whether you like it or not, there is a better way to do business. Hi everyone, welcome to the Business for Builders podcast. Uh, my name is Max, I'm your host. I'm the CEO at Smith & Sons Remodeling Experts here in Canada. And uh, welcome to you if you're in YouTube land. Welcome to you if, I, if you're a long-term viewer or uh, welcome to you if you've just popped in. Welcome. So um, look, today, as usual, we're going to give you something. Uh, it's a bit of a carry-on for the last from the last episode. So if you haven't seen episode 150... Um, maybe you need to have that one, have a bit of a listen to that one and then pop back to this one. And of course, I think there might be a third part to this as well. So we'll wait and see. Uh, don't forget, like and subscribe, hit the bell, um, leave any comments there in uh, YouTube land if you're there and I'll get onto those and uh, be sure to get across to the Business for Builders VIP page or Facebook page and or Facebook group and uh, check that out. Hit the join button if you're a good sort, I'll let you in. Um, things have been really happening here in the coaching sector. Um, if you're seriously considering, you know, uh, giving your business the shot in the arm that it needs, get across to uh, elitebusinessadvisory.com, hit the book a consultation button and you'll get a meeting with uh, yours truly. And I'd love to jam around your business and see where you're up to. Um, interestingly enough, last week I chatted with a guy who, uh, you know, feels he's got to do something and He's got access to a lot of good stuff, but he just that, you know, the three parts to coaching is that self-awareness or awareness, and then it's education, but then it's accountability. We all need somebody to sort of crack the whip a little bit, just nicely with as much love as one can put together uh, to make it work. So, um, you know, that's maybe what your business needs is, you know, a, a really serious deep dive into some systemization and uh, some strategy, and uh, as well as some some coaching and accountability. So have a think about that. Get across there and check it out. I would love to uh, hear from you. And you can email me at max at elitebusinessadvisory.com as well. Right, let's get cracking. Last week, I was talking about uh, the items to do with setting up the, the meeting on the first call. So I won't go too deep into that, but super important. And I got to a point where I thought, you know what, I'm not going to get through the whole thing. So um, we decided to jam it into a couple of parts. So uh, on today's episode, I and look, guys and gals, this is just my spin. You know, if you're sitting out there and you're fairly accomplished in, you know, site visits and how you go qualifying customers and getting to the bottom, you know, to the to the to the root cause of their desire and reason why they want to do the renovation, then Mozeltoff, I don't want to mess with that. Um, but what I'm trying to do is, I suppose, just give my my two cents worth, and if you've got no real structure, and I think I said last time, you've got to have a documented sales process. If you've got nothing along those lines, hopefully these couple of episodes will help you perhaps get some perspective and then get some framework established, which will give you the infrastructure that you need. Uh, wash, rinse, and repeat is what we want, guys and girls. If we are going to replace ourselves, let's say as a salesperson or a project consultant and get back into running the business, perhaps with less, uh, you know, 
uh, less time spent in the sales sector in our business, then you will need to have a very, uh, a very uh, sort of way, a very distinct or described or defined way of how you do it. And uh, so that you can train somebody up in that position and make them accountable as well. So today, what we're going to talk about is that we've got the meeting. Uh, we established that in the last episode. And that what we're going to do, I'm going to talk to you about what I would tend to do. So this is just me and my story. Let's say I'm not really coming across as, uh, you know, as an instructor or anything like that. But um, it certainly is the way that I found has worked, you know, for me and the way that my builders go ahead and do it. Uh, you know, as part of the Smith and Sons group and how we make sales. So, um, look, it is my spin. So, um, get a pen and paper. Um, you know what you can do. You can hit three dots there. On no matter where you're watching or listening to this podcast, you can actually save this episode and you can revisit it. Perhaps when you get home and you want to sit down. I do this. Literally, I was doing this uh, only this week. I was listening to a franchise uh, podcast and it was a really good one. I was out picking up a new truck and on the road and I'm like, and I listened to it a couple of times and I'm like, this has got some really good content. So I saved the episode and uh, listened to it later with a pen in my hand and uh, made sure that I was able to pick out of it what I needed to. So um, so what we're going to talk about, when I get to the client's home, I'm going I'm to start, I'm going to be fairly granular because I believe that I carry a high level of empathy when I'm you know, looking at impressing at the highest level, you don't get a second chance for a first impression. Um, and to really just, you know, be a little bit sensitive to uh, what might uh, encourage the client to like you, uh, and what would might make the client dislike you. And I've got a few little stories up, this, up my sleeve. Um, but it's just things like, so when we you know, what I say to the guys, I say, look, when you go to a client's home, especially if you've never met them before, um, I would suggest that you park on the street. Don't put your truck in their driveway. You don't know what goes on in that house and you don't know if someone's about to pull out. So look, you know, I, I get amazed that it's like we've got to park right up next to the front door. Park across the street down the road a little bit or across the road, put your vehicle out of out of the way. Go and upset one of the other neighbours, but don't upset your prospective client. So don't just go all bullish in there and sort of park in the driveway, right? It's not your spot. It's not your house. Um, a few extra steps in a day probably will uh, will help you out. If you're someone like me, I intentionally park a long way away so I can get my steps up. So that's the first thing. Um, the other thing in your presentation, you, you know, a uniform shows or, or really displays a, a sense of purpose. It tells me that this is what I'm here for. You'll notice that, um, you know, armed forces, all the fire brigade, you know, the arm, uh, what is it, law enforcement, uh, you know, uh, medical service people, they've all got a uniform. It, it, what it does is it, it uh, expresses a sense of purpose in what we're doing. We're, we're, we're organised and we're tidy. And for crying out loud, have two sets of uniforms because a lot of the time you're wearing, if you're on site and you're still on the tools, you're going to have all kinds of corking and crazy shit on your, on your shirts that you're working in. Have at least a minimum is a uh, polo shirt, uh, with an embroidered logo, it does transmit a level of professionalism, believe it or not. Um, and if you want to step it up, sometimes I wear a long sleeve business shirt. Uh, more often than not, I'm going to roll the sleeves up a few. But um, you know that's super important. Uh, I know I've, I know of a job that I won um, when I was initially doing the work uh, as we developed the Smith and Sons brand, and uh, I got told that the guy who'd showed up the day before to do a quote didn't bring a tape. Now, in this day and age, you don't necessarily need a tape per se, but certainly if you've got a Bosch laser measurer, uh, I would suggest you have one of those two um, and certainly something to write on as well. So, 
Um, that's the that's kind of you know I, I think that's the minimum standard, and if you can improve on that, then good for you. Um, more the merrier as far as professionalism and organisation. But um, that's that's physical appearance and a few tools of trade that that I might take into. Um, a first meeting with a client, make sure you've got a business card. I am blown away, and this is not all on my guys, but I'm blown away how many, matter of fact, I just took one on Friday that there's a, there was a client meeting booked for next Thursday with one of my guys and they rang the office. And I'm like, I mean, I know that the guys have got business cards. I just don't know what they do with them. Uh, and so uh, make sure if you've got business cards, uh, and I ha- I've had this discussion about, matter of fact, I've had this discussion about business cards before. For those that are, uh, you know, watching at, on YouTube, this is kind of the kind of card, you know, it's a different shape. It's got rounded corners. It's a lot skinnier. Um, and I always get a wow factor when I hand that one out. It's like, oh, that's different. Um, and so, yeah, make sure you've got a business card and uh, there's some way of, in, in more often than not, when we're dealing with our clients, they're always 50 and above. So they're still, still old school and they kind of appreciate that. Um, don't go and try and give them a, don't airdrop them your details because they'll be like, air what? Don't do it um, unless you know for sure. Okay, so we knock on the door. We say g'day. You may not say g'day, but I say g'day. Um, and, uh, you know, a little bit of small talk is good to just sort of take the edge off, you know, the meeting. We don't want to rush into the details just yet. Um, you know, we, we want to maybe pay them some compliments, um, genuine compliments about their home and where it's up to and uh, the location and things like that. But I will always, the pivotal moment for me will will be like, hey, uh, Fred, I'm meeting with a Fred or a Betty, if it's a Betty. Um, Fred and Betty, tell me uh, a little bit. Great to be here. I appreciate the phone call. I appreciate you reaching out to me, you know, uh, to get me across here to have a look at your project. Um, just uh, start telling me what it is that you hate most about your home. <laughs> and that normally does get that reaction. It's kind of like, okay, that's kind of not what I was expecting. But honestly, what I need to do is I need to really drill down on the things that they really dislike or where or the things about their, their home uh, that lacks function or lacks aesthetic appeal uh, because they're the things that I really want to uh, focus on in my uh, going forward in all of my communications and certainly in my presentation when it comes to uh, the, the, the quote proposal. So um, we want to make sure that we're breaking that ice. So as they're talking... I want to spend the least amount of time talking. I want to, questions are the answers, folks. Two ears, one mouth, use them that way. Um, and you want to make sure that you're writing down. And as they're going through, you're listening to, because they're really living. See, I, I say to them, I've not, this is the, I've never been here before. So it takes me a while. I don't do any design work on a first visit because I don't stand there and talk about, you know, when they talk to me, hey, we've been thinking about this. All I'm going to do is smile and wave and nod and make notes around, okay, this is what they've got in mind. I don't want to get stuck in the first meeting doing a full-blown design. That is not what I'm there for. We start If somebody starts talking about countertop types and, and you know, paint colours, I'm, I'm just like, okay, we, I just don't want to go down that in detail. I don't mind understanding where they might want to feature wall and things like that. And the fact they do want, you know, a stone countertop rather than a, you know, a post-form laminate top, that's fine. But what I'm there to really do is from – I'm there – you know, as much as I'm there for, to listen to them, I'm also there to get a gut feel on whether or not I want to work with these clients uh, and a gut feel on whether or not I can do this project. And in the event that I can do the project, do I want to do the project and, and how that all morphs together. So remember, like I said last time, eight to 12 touch points is where you've got to be before you can ask for the business. And so your goal, your subliminal goal in the beginning uh, and all the way through until you hit that eight, nine, 10 touch point mark 
is to really get your intuition fired up, like stoke that fire and just go, okay, do I want to work with these people? Like, I don't want you to rush into it. You know, I've got one of my core values that's hung up in the boardroom here is we're deliberate, not desperate. Guys, if you are desperate, it's just bad. Like it's bad for everything. It's bad for your bottom dollar. It's bad for the client experience and it's bad for you, the builder and your reputation. So please, you need to, you know, he that can walk away from the table um, and it will will be the one that wins. Like if you can walk away from the deal, good for you. Like because you're not chained to a deal, you're not you're not obligated to be there. If you are, then you're in a bit of a bit of a challenging valley, let's say, and you need to really figure out what's going wrong with the business. Uh, is it your marketing message? Is it your lead gen? Is it the fact that you stink because you don't use freaking you know spray? Like what is it? What is it? You the fact that you talk you know, the ear off the client and you don't listen and that's insulting and offensive to the client, but they're just so nice. They don't listen to you. They just never take, you know, once you're gone, they never take your phone call again. Guys and gals, we have to be very introspective about how we roll. You know, what are the things that maybe that, that, that are in my personality? Is it, do I always keep my head down and my demeanor? I never make eye contact. Like that's the sketchiest frigging thing. So, you know, a couple of points right now in this moment in time as it relates to the first meeting is your demeanor and your attention to detail, folks. And this is why, you know, you don't just roll up and think the clients are going to give you a free pass. They are watching you. They've looked at your website. You know, they might have just, they might be in two minds as to whether or not they should have got you out there in the first place or called you in the first place, but they thought, ah, we'll give it a shot. Like, and if, you, if you're hanging on by a thread and it's a really good job, then you're going to miss the job for, for a couple of different reasons if you're not careful. So please pay attention to the detail and watch your demeanor. The body language, when they say something, it's like, yes, like nod. You know, don't just stand there and kind of hear them. No, I want you to be in the moment and listen to them and sometimes reaffirm what they're saying and say, okay, so just so I'm clear, you're saying you want to push that interior wall out and then do you think you're going to want to put a window on the exterior wall now that you can actually see the, all the way through? Like I'm, I am doing a little bit of digging because I'm really making sure that I'm wringing out all of their frustration and the things they really hate about their current home. Okay. So yeah, just pay attention to the detail. Um, so look, really, it's gonna, this is going to be a really simple, uh, simple uh, episode. We're going there to do a site measure. Uh, obviously, we're going to get as much detail from the clients as to the current layout uh, the existing layout, and then okay, what might be the proposed layout, right? And depending on how the thing, how the ball bounces at the end of that meeting, will determine whether or not you might quickly do some quick your own drafting in in house, or whether or not you've got to outsource it. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. So you go on there to do uh, site measure, site picks. You're you're looking at whether or not you've got to do any any planning and permitting, um, and then obviously you're going to be in a position where you may consider. Uh, talking to them about a fee for the design and quote phase. And so um, we're going to really sort of try and nail down that. So for me personally, remember, this is just my take on it. This is just what I've always done um, and I teach my guys to do. When we go there for a site measure, I want to get as much data as I can. So this is where site picks and the site measure kind of go hand in hand. If I've got to get a draftsman to draw this out, I do not want to get my guy out of his seat, out of his office. I literally want to go and present the data. I want to do the work um, so that in the event we do charge for a design and plan or a quantity takeoff service, which I would highly recommend, um, that that I can actually 
uh, keep as much of that as I can. So I'll do a little bit of work in the office after the meeting to get it across to the draftsman if that's possible. So the site measure and the site picks go hand in hand. I will give everything from floor layouts, which incorporates everything that you would see on a floor plan, plus I will then in my mind want to get the information in the event that I've got to go to an elevation drawing. So um, obviously roof is good because we can get that off Google Earth. Um, so that's obviously, that's handy. Um, but as far as the internals and window locations on the outside of the house, um, I need to know that because there's got to be as much as the clients might want a window to go in, the street appeal or the curb appeal might be compromised because if we put that window in there, it's going to look stupid. Like the dumbest thing you can do is put a put a, a bathroom window on the front of the house. Avoid that at all costs. Go to a mechanical vent and a mechanical vent and a skylight as opposed to a window in the front of the house. Okay. So um, they're just some things to consider. But the other thing that I would urge you to do, and I know a lot of my guys do do this, is that at the end of the time when you've, when you've got a really quick scratch and you've got some really good um, you know, dimensional data and you've got good pictures of each of the rooms and all of those sorts of things, um, what I would then encourage you to do is actually walk around uh, with your phone and take a video of the location. Now, there might be heads nodding here going, yes, Max, I already do that. And like, good for you, great move. Um, that might be a bit of a, a, a watershed moment for you. Like, yeah, I never thought of doing that because I know last time I did it, my photos didn't catch that little section of room there that I really needed to see. Because the last thing I want to do is jump in my truck and have to go out to that side again, just annoys the crap out of me. So I will do a full tour. And if, it, if there's, you know, if you're going to do, if, if you need main floor and basement and then exterior, you'll do three videos um, just to make sure, I guess, that if you need to forward that video to somebody, um, you can, you don't have to forward the whole thing to them uh, because it is obviously, um, you know, emailing that sort of stuff. Just on that, obviously, for those that don't know, um, Dropbox, Google File, any of those types of cloud-based things are your best friend. Um, and certainly uh, will make life easier if you've got a you know question from a sub trade who's trying to quote. Um, you can actually save them a site visit, and you just forward the video you know of uh, that scope of work. You might even break it into um, specific areas that relate to a certain trade, like the tiler tile set is not going to want to see anything in the the front of the bedroom, uh, but he is going to want to see bathroom and kitchen and anywhere he's laying floor. So. Um, you know, just think about that because what you're trying to, what we're trying to do all the time is create efficiencies. Um, there's a thing called the Kaizen principle, and it's whereby we're always looking to improve and maximize our impact and our efficiency. Um, and that goes hand in hand with the lean philosophy as well. Um, that's a book I just downloaded recently was um, uh, Lean by, by Toyota. And Toyota, as far as I know, were the originator of lean. So everything we're doing, we're trying to get to the quote phase and finished ASAP. So if there's things that we can do, guys and gals, let's let's take the lead on that and supply our vendors and our subcontractors with as much uh, physical data to allow them to turn a quote around and get back to you really quick. Is is you know that that will serve you at the highest level because you know I was only thinking this morning. I'm like, you know what? I am done talking to my guys about being million dollar businesses. Listen to this. I woke up this morning saying, you know what? All of the systems that, that I talk about, you, you don't really need to do that to do it to have a million dollar business. I mean, I just don't think that you do. I think you can wing it and get by and get be okay. And that might be earth shattering because there's a lot of people that are sort of saying to me, but you talk about that shit all the time. I'll tell you what we're trying to do. 
pre $1 million. We are trying to systemize the business, get it into a position whereby we are executing using the systems at the highest level to allow us to be not just a million dollar business, but folks, to be a $10 million business. That's where I want you to be. That's where I now want my guys to be. I'm done trying to systemize the business at the highest level and and do it and use all of the systems to just to get them to a million bucks. I'm like, forget about it. Let's let's go let's go 10 million. Now, if I only can get them to 6 million and they've got a 30% gross profit and they're showing a 10% net profit, um, we are all happy and I I'll shout the beers because I'm telling you that's a bloody good day. So Folks, we, we really want to just think about that concept that we want to implement, you know, the lean approach and have the, the Kaizen type meetings where we talk about what we can do better to create more efficiencies. Because if you're the type of building owner that wants to not just have a million dollar business, but a $10 million business they can be proud of, then let's go. But I am telling you, you have to be disciplined and your attitude towards systems and the analytics side of your business must be at the top level. The guys that fail do not uh, pay attention. The guys that try and build a big business where they lack systems, uh, where they lack analytics, they're the guys that just fly by night. They just in, out, blow up, business fails. Why do you think 50% of of uh, remodeling contractors fail in the first uh, five years. It's because of this. It's exactly this. And I'm on a bit of a bit of a tangent at the moment to really give as much value as I can, both for free, but also for a paid service as well, um, to be able to, you know, pull a lot of these guys out of the dive and change that statistic, that number. 50% of, of guys and gals going broke in the remodeling sector in the first five years. It's bullshit. We've got to stop that already. So um, make sure you get you know good site measure, uh, good site picks, and a really good video tour of the place, so that you can really cut down the time it takes you to get a quote back from a client, uh, from a vendor, or from a subcontractor. Now, if you are organised in your approach in that regard, what you'll find is um, it's a really good indication of how you organise you're going to be in the in the when you do win the job and you are under construction. Um, it's a really good demonstration to subs and suppliers at, at, and a reflection of your organization and how well you operate as a, as a builder because there is a lot of shit shows out there and a lot of vendors that are just tired of dealing with you know half-assed sub, uh, builders and there's subcontractors out there that I think sometimes have a better handle on organization than the builder itself. So super important. Um, what I want to make sure too, um, just moving on, is that if there is any way that you have got it, let's say in addition, and you've got to start pushing a sidewall out, things like that, you want to make sure that you get some site plan data. So if the, you might want to ask the clients, do you have a set of plans? Like maybe they didn't build a house, but maybe the plans were handed down from owner to owner, which is freaking awesome if that happens. And then you just might have to, you know, make some time to talk to the city about building envelopes and whether or not, you know, you can make an, ex an addition in that area, in that direction. Um, make sure you're avoiding easements and, you know, any other kinds of things that might inhibit that process. Because the last thing you want to do is go, yeah, 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 we can do your addition. And then you come back and go, no, no, no. Um, that's always a little bit of a problem. So um, look, guys and gals, yeah, you want to make sure, you know, and of course, when you go away and do your due diligence as it relates to a project uh, on that lot, or on that block, if you're in Australia, New Zealand, um, then then uh, you know you've got the information. You can present that to the city fairly competently and coherently. Um, and I think in some cases, you know, having an iPad Pro, I've got one of those. When you rock up to the city and you can, you know, you you can have those photos. If you're a, a bit of an eye an eye guy or gal, um, 
you know, a bit of a Mac type person, you can obviously have those photos onto your iPad as well. So at least you can explain with clarity to the city. Again, if you rock up there and they can't quite get context on what you're banging on about, you've just wasted a trip into the city and you've got to go back to the office and now print stuff out. And that's a pain. So try and be digital and try and be very fluent. I know that the iPad that I do have has a, has a SIM card in it and it's just got data. And so that's super helpful because as long as I've got service, I can do whatever I need to do in the field. So um, that's a worthy investment. Um, now, the final thing I'm going to finish on um, is how to, you know, go about and some of the verbiage. And you might have some questions about this. So, you know, I'm going to double down. Uh, you can email me, max at elitebusinessadvisory.com. Um, if you've got questions about this next section, just hit me up. Um, when I go there, and I may have had this conversation like I think I alluded to on the last episode that I'm going to talk to them about um, possibly what we call a quantity takeoff service uh, or it's the design and quote phase. Now, the design and quote, to get paid for the design and quote phase is not as descriptive. It's a little bit more retail friendly, agreed, um, but specifically it's because there is so much information that we have to gather to give a fixed price quote. Now, if you're in Let's say Canada, because that's where I am. Um, if you're in Canada, then most of the work is happening all around the world or all around this space uh, as cost plus. And so um, when I talk about fixed price, it's actually easy for me to segue into a quantity takeoff of service, which helps me with the design and quote process. Okay, so you might want to word it like that. Whereas in Australia, New Zealand, maybe definitely Australia, East Coast, I'm familiar with. Um, a lot of the stuff is already fixed price. So the problem that you might find is that, well, the other guy's doing a fixed price and he's not charging me for this quantity takeoff servicey thingy design and quote. Um, um, and so why are you? Um, and so, look, I think the, to answer that question, uh, because it's always been burning in my brain, because I know that over here I have a distinct advantage. My unique selling proposition or part of it is definitely we offer a fixed price quote. We, we give you a, a, a very microscopic uh, specification breakdown. Um, we, don't, we, we don't break down in costs. We just break down the specifications as they've delivered to us. Um, and then, of course, um, you know, with the project duration time. And so, but the, the, to be able to give something at that level, even if you're in a fixed price with a fixed price competitor, you need to probably talk to the clients that it takes a lot of time to go and do this. And what you're going to find is that some fixed price contractors or builders, they actually rely on maybe historical square meter rates. And I'll talk square meter because that's who I'm talking to, the guys down under. Um, and in some cases, square foot rates if you're in North America's. Uh, but what, what's happened is they tend to rush the quote. They tend to shoot from the hip and then because they're doing it for free. So what you would say is, okay, XYZ builders, and you might know, you might not know whether or not they've actually got someone else or not, but you say, look, hey, Fred and Betty, just so you know, um, the, the, other, the other builders that you might get in here, they might say that, yes, they're going to give you a fixed price quote. But the reason I have to, um, you know, where we have to transact where it's a fee-for-service type arrangement is because it's a very strategic and methodical way to actually making sure that I don't overcharge you or undercharge you. Overcharge is bad for you, undercharge is bad for me. You don't want your builder getting halfway through a project and realize that he's not allowed for $10,000 worth of floor tiles or whatever the case may be. Because you're not going to like that, are you, Fred and Betty? Um, and they'll say, no, Max won't like that. And I'll be saying, well, because I, as the builder, I don't want to absorb that loss either because that might send me broke. That'd be bad as well. Um, and so, you know, you might be able to talk to the clients and educate. So remember what we do in content marketing. This is not lead generation marketing, but in our marketing, 
We really want to focus on the education, give the information, and maybe some entertainment as well. And so, you know, to get people up to speed, matter of fact, I'm working currently on a lot of things that give my guys a grievance or give them an ulcer because they've got to keep telling the clients the same thing. And they know that they've told them before, but what we're going to do, things like, oh, Mr. Mister Builder, how come there's nobody on my job site today? All the guys that have had that and the gals that have had that are all nodding their head. Um, and because it happens, they're like, oh, but why isn't anybody on my site? And sometimes one of my guys was saying to me last week that, one of his clients is annoyed that he's not on site every day when it's actually that the tile set is doing work. It's like, well, what do you want me to do? Just sit here like, you know, and just watch him do that. And so there's those kinds of things. We're going to take it up a notch. And if you jump on, um, if you're not a part of Business for Builders VIP Facebook group, um, one of the things I uploaded, I got my team to upload last week was one of the ads that works really, really well for us. It's got yours truly on there yapping away. Um, but it, it really, it, it's been embraced. I mean, in one of the areas, it's got something, it's got over 50 likes from clients. So, you know, that's where it's important that our messaging is right. But um, when you go back and you're talking to them about the design and quote fee um, or the, the quantity takeoff service uh, and the fee for that service that helps you with your design and quote, um, you know, that's something where the clients have got to see the value demonstrated. <clears throat> Understand too that if you've got somebody who you haven't really, uh, disqualified yet? This will disqualify them because they 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 would say to you, "Well, Max, I've got three. I've got three or four other builders. I want to get to quote this. I don't know if I I don't know if I want you to do that. Or if I don't want to pay you to do that." And and you might think that that's a bad thing, but at the end of the day, um, if they are shopping it around at that level, um, then you know what you're going to find is they're very budget oriented, and you probably aren't going to make the sort of money. It's why there's so much room in our budgets to develop a business to create operational capital um, and to save the day when there is a cock up and it's inevitable that it will happen there'll be an oversight or that someone will do something stupid um, and you know you'll need to have that cash at bank that little war chest if you like to ensure that your business doesn't go belly up so um, you know make sure you're very uh, focused on the demonstrating value and so when when you're talking to clients about this quantity takeoff service uh, make sure it's 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 a security measure. Now, sometimes for a bathroom, you might consider five hundred bucks, three fifty to five hundred. Um, for a kitchen, it'll be upwards of a thousand. For an addition, it'll be three thousand and, and over. And for a new home, it could be five to seven thousand. So just because there's so much work to be done. Now, understand, you figure out what works for you. Like this is me, my spin, my jam. This is what I do. We've worked up to it. We've got an international brand. The, the, the rules of engagement are slightly different. So don't take it verbatim as such. Look at it objectively and look at where some of the deficiencies are and make it work for you. Now, just understand that those fees are actually um, for you, the builder. Now, if there's an interior designer, a draftsman or an architect, if there's, you know, soil tests or geotechs needed, um, you know, if there's, if there's engineering, if there's anything else over and above, then that's extra, Okay. Um, and so it's not something that's just, oh, well, Max, you're going to do that for a thousand bucks. And if I need an interior designer, I need an engineer, I need a, you know, a soil test, you can do that. No, no, I can't. It's all, and you've got to have it worded a specific way. So if you've got questions about how to word that, maybe follow me up with an email, go to max at elitebusinessadvisory.com, shoot me an email and we can, we can jam around that. Um, and I can get you some information there as well. So look, guys and girls, I hope that sort of helped, um, be sure that if, if to let me know, hit me up on email um, if you want to uh, talk to me about the software as well. Send me uh, an email and just put in the subject line there 
um, you know, that you're interested in in, uh, in in which software that we use, and I can explain that to you, you know, at a deeper level. But um, just prompt me and hit me up, and I'll be answering back an email and send you a link um, to the software that we recommend that we are currently using. So, um, look, I think that's about it. Don't forget, subscribe, hit the bell, um, make some comments uh, down below. Uh, I'll sort those out as soon as they come in, as quickly as I can. Uh, be sure to get across to Business for Builders VIP Facebook group. Hit the join button, and if you're a good sort, I'll let you in. And I think that's about it, Dominator. Nothing else left to say. Go build a kick-ass business. See you on the next episode. Cheers. Cheers.